live. You missed the first yeah, few minutes of us live, but hey, welcome to... This is why you come to PBS the events and not sit at home and watch us. Yeah. Hey, look, folks, again, it just touches on this is this is a Bitcoiner meetup. We just happen to live stream it for the losers who don't come in person. Dude, fun I'm fact. I'm just kidding. You're not a loser. I love you guys. Fun fact. Thanks our, for hanging our, out with us. The, the YouTube channel is growing and everything. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see. But I, uh, what do you guys want to talk about today? Let's talk about the fact that uh, Voltage is no longer a sponsor, but we still love Voltage if you're building on Bitcoin. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> hey, man, it feels right. They, like, they, helped us, they helped us build the show in a significant way, all right? And I love the guys at Voltage. Yeah, so. I like them too. Uh, Re-up. When's the... <laughs> when's the uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Jonathan's back in the house. Hey, man, you should... let's. Come up here and talk to us for a minute. You, you, got, you talk to me a bunch. Come talk to Carl. I'll be back in a minute. What's up, dude? Right. What's going on? The last time I was sitting mm -hmm. uh, at PBS, it was Capital Factory. Uh, man, this was like, I think it was about almost like 14 months ago. Yeah, tell your story. This is. Have you guys heard his story yet? It's really good. It was wild. So my... My impression of Austin was very much through the zeitgeist of like podcasting and like other Bitcoiners I'd, I'd heard from. Um, obviously, you want to see and feel and interact with the environment, see if it's a bunch of baloney, if it's real. So I flew out to Austin for the Unchained Week in 2021. Mm -hmm. That was my second time. My first time, I actually flew in the week prior or two weeks prior to the first ABC meetup I had been to. Yeah. Right when I walk in, Kyle has like a nice little beanie on. He's seated down, cars right across the room. I was like, yeah, I just flew in from Florida and I wanted to check out Austin. He's like, oh, how'd you hear about us? And then I actually found out through BitcoinOnly.com, like for the meetups. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, well, let's see what the plebes are like. Let's see what Austin's like. Let's see what's going on. And then through that, um, I loved it so much. I came out a second time, was Unchained Week. And from there, I really kind of just started like blossoming and saying, all right, like, I want to come work in Austin, work at Unchained. Yeah. Kyle and Carl were very instrumental introducing me to a lot of the people in that space, opened doors for me, and then I ended up starting there in February of 2022. Yeah. Congrats, man. So it was, uh, it was a bold shot in the dark, and I was able to be introduced to two people that really kind of just helped me. They didn't even know me. It was like the first time. The yeah. Amber Alert. And, um, and from there, I'm here now. Um, I, I can't say... Anything greater than Austin's a beautiful place. This is a, I kind of, I've always said it's the Florence of the revolution for Bitcoin in a way. Really think wow. about it. Um, I know that's, uh, some people don't like to think that way. You know, I want it to be the San Fran of Bitcoin, but I really do think right now it's helping to start build a lot of citadels all around the world. So I think yeah. it's a great place to be. It's really cool, man. It's really cool to see you here. I've, I mean, I remember the early days, like uh, when we were at a capital and then you, you would come by and, We'd hang out all day and we were just trying to really get you to move here. We're just like, let's just get him to move here. Um, but I think, I think at this point, I think I've come to realize like the community here in Austin is just like, it's next level, man. There's just a lot of really good, talented people here. Yeah. So yeah. like catch me up. I mean, uh, this is an amazing place. Uh, walking into it, it's like, this is so different from the small room yeah, on the right? backside this of Capital Fact. First time here. Oh, yeah. wow. 
Why have you not been around for 14 months? He's well, working. I that and then I moved here uh, with a girl I love a lot. Uh, she trusted me enough to move out and leave her entire family and friends. Mm. We're both Floridians, so needless to say, there's a lot to offer in that state. I'm a freedom lover, so I came to another freedom-loving state. Um, mm. And it was one of those things where her and I made a solemn promise to each other where each weekend uh, we would get to acclimate to the state and we would just travel around. Um, so it wasn't pure neglection, it was pure promise. Um, and so it was one of those things where I didn't want to overindulge myself in work and then building my own kind of life without her yeah. being integrated into it. And then once we kept that promise, it's like, all right, hey, new year, we built a lot of our friend groups, we're ready to go. Let's start flourishing out to the things that Dang, we want dude. to do. So. That's great, man. Yeah. Congrats on that. Yeah. Not a smart comeback to Kyle, but that's that's kind yeah. of my, my truth. Leave him alone, answer. Kyle. No, that's a beautiful story, man, and that's why yeah. I asked you to Yeah, share. I know. He, he yeah. knew yeah. it yesterday. I'm glad yeah. you uh, both gotten settled in and found your place in Austin. And yeah. Welcome to the space. We'll give you a proper tour at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but tell me a little bit. Like, what, what's been on the roadmap? Like, what have been the ups, downs, I feel like in between? Austin. Austin, do you want to talk? Do you feel like coming on PBS? I feel like Austin knows exactly what's going on inside of Plub Lab. Um, yeah, I'll let Austin take over. I do, but I like when you talk. Come on up. Boom, boom. Keith, so this is another one of you, honestly. It's like very similar. <laughs> yeah, we just like met for like the second time last yeah, night, yeah, I think. Yeah, we did, yeah. He like joined the book talk. club. We'll, I'll, I'll show the book club that we started uh, at BitDevs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm stoked on that. I need to get back into reading. But, um, I mean, what is going on? Like, we're just trying to attract the developers and attract the founders. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of like two different verticals. I mean, Pleb Lab has done well, kind of like growing from nothing. And we got into this space. And I don't know. We've just been trying to grow it, make it better, bring more people in. Um, and like my vertical, like I'm focused on the developers, mainly the new developers. But there's a whole other like founder track where Carr and Kyle are talking to those people all day. But I mean, I don't know. I think things have been going really great, but it's like also super important to just be building and like investing in what we have here right now. Mm -hmm. But I just showed up. Like I'm just, I shouldn't be speaking on Pleb Lab at all. Like I saw, I saw the Pleb Lab signal from, you know, all the way across the country where I was living before and just wanted to come down here because it was like, you know, building from the earliest stage and Bitcoin. It's like, those are my two favorite things. So yeah. I didn't really see any other place that was doing it quite like Pleb Lab. So with coming here, obviously it's needless to say, like this last year has been tumultuous one for like Bitcoin only focused companies. Obviously the value prop is there. How have you guys had the pairing of founders and developers? Like, has it been like an easy kind of like relationship build? Has it been pretty rough? Like what's what's been the hardest obstacle with the pairings because i'd imagine it's not the easiest it's been pretty sick from my perspective i mean <laughs> i can't speak for car and kyle and uh -huh. keon but the the bear market it just kind of boils down to like the real people that you know are going to stick around so it's been easy to find just like high signal people i think mm. during this time but still it's like there's less people there's less money there's less seemingly there's less activity on the surface but really like all of us around here have just been like building and improving i feel like like everyone has made huge step steps forward just since i've been here like the last six seven months so yeah i'll add to that i think the the thesis 
does seem like to some extent from like surface level, if you're just kind of like scrolling through Twitter, that like a lot of companies are laying off, a lot of companies are downsizing, everybody's kind of like trying to shore up runway for this kind of unbeknownst, un kind of clear potential bear market. And, um, I think at least at our stage, I, I touched on this probably almost as far back as the last time you were at a PBS where our general belief was that the larger scale companies who have done a lot of really big fundraising in the boom times were actually likely the ones who would kind of get hit the hardest in this market because mm -hmm. people are going to reevaluate valuations. They're going to like reevaluate how far you've gone along with product market fit. Like how much are you actually producing in revenue? The companies that don't have any valuation that are literally in like ideation stage, those companies given enough time will begin to really benefit from the kind of reintroduction of venture capital when people maybe don't re-enter a bear market but get comfortable with, or re-enter a bull market, but get comfortable with the fact that we may be in a prolonged bear market. Mm -hmm. Because any kind of stability, even if it's prolonged stability of bear market, is still stability. And these companies, these funds, have raised tens of millions of dollars of investor money to deploy. They didn't raise it to sit on a balance sheet. Mm -hmm. So I think we're kind of starting to see that pick back up. And like for what we do, it's actually been kind of a blessing in disguise. It creates challenges for our own fundraising efforts to a degree, but finding disciplined leaders and like dedicated teams is a lot easier in a bear market because they're just High signal. Their building. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they haven't gone anywhere. And a lot of the kind of riffraff nonsense, non-serious people Shakes out. Just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. they've they gone away. So gotcha. Pretty good, I think. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And yeah, I love kind of how you put it. It just makes me think that no matter what, getting ahead in whatever you're doing, business, personal, like during the bull, like it's so difficult to not get ahead of yourself and overextend yourself. And you see that in the companies, especially like the ones that are built in the bear market, like they, they normally survive multiple cycles. Um, and so, so to bring it back to, to Plub Lab, like what has been like the most interesting thing that you now recognize or realize given how far you've been in here that you didn't think was possible or something you would have taken away from being at Plub Lab? What's the, what's the, uh, the secret sauce, the added edge, like being here that makes it so like unique that you didn't expect coming into it? Um, that I didn't expect. I mean, it's hard to say like I had really high expectations and they are kind of met That's but but good. it's just it's cool to see how like both dedicated and capable a lot of the people are and that they're right here and what's been amazing personally is just like being in that environment and being in that mind share how quickly I've been able to level up because it's a very night and day difference because I've been on my own for a long time and have kind of seen what that trajectory looks like mm -hmm. and it's definitely gone like parabolic since I've gotten here and I, I'm not doing much different. I'm just like showing up and uh, everyone, the community kind of like pushes you to keep going, I think. Yeah, the one thing that stuck out to me most when I was in Capital Factory in that little room was like, there was like a lot of cross pollination. Like everyone's like right next to each other and then everyone's like talking about different ideas and like different roadblocks. And I found it interesting where people were able to like permeate their perspective to someone else's project, just help them pass whatever the writer's block, whatever's like getting them stuck kind of thing. So like, I imagine being here, you're getting a lot of different like business models with different build outs. People really kind of able to like, spitball back and forth. And again, high signal Bitcoin only, 
ethos. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of place where we sit today that's kind of shifted quite a bit since the early days when you were around was that when you came, everybody was coming. Gotcha. Not everybody kept coming back, not everybody stayed, but everybody was coming. And gotcha. I think a lot of that kind of pandemic era, like I don't I clearly don't want to be where I'm at. I'm looking for that more freedom oriented, I'm looking for my community. I need to get out and do something different. That's kind of wrapping up. And okay. that's kind of shifted the way that Pleb Lab kind of focuses on our current and like future outreach is that we're no longer as focused on kind of like come to Austin, come to Austin, come to Austin. I think a lot of the people that wanted to come to Austin already have. And we're mm-hmm. now kind of like doubling down our efforts, focusing on the people that already live here that we haven't reached. Like, trying to get further into the Central Texas universities, trying to get to the, like, the, the education at, like, um, community colleges, trying to get out to, like, general tech meetups, trying to launch courses that make education in, in this community more accessible, like our Saturday weekend workshops, mm-hmm. and even, although not necessarily as local, like the Plug Dev course, just a focus on education and a focus on kind of localism, like trying to reach those people that are potentially strong Bitcoiners who just don't know that they have a strong community to kind of plug into yet in Austin, which is surprisingly like a, a large number. I think there's still a lot of people here who are either Bitcoin or Bitcoin adjacent that are not yet mm-hmm. familiar with the fact that there's a huge community of people just like them that's still here. And one of the things I remember like back, you know, back when breaking into like the ivory tower, the academia bubble, like was one of those things where it's like, hey, like, get people to understand what Bitcoin is while they're in their like academic venture and they can maybe say, hey, like I can go down this route. Has it been like receptive and warm? Has there been a lot of hesitation where like universities don't want to allow you in? Like, what was that? I know that Dee had a, she she talked about a class. She needed like someone with a STEM degree or something um, to be able to like, to sponsor the class. Um, Do you want to do a live episode of TBS? Where like supers like uh over here. <laughs> no, what I, what I will say is that we taught a class at UT Austin for graduate computer engineering professionals. Yeah. And it was amazing. I remember I remember the title of the class was an interesting uh rope rope in. Uh, I think it was like <laughs> blockchain and smart contracts, but then you looked at the syllabus, it's all Bitcoin. Yeah, it was thing. great. We, we Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. See, is, and is that no longer a, a venture? Because I know that someone went on sabbatical, I think. Right, so what we're trying to do is offer that class for undergraduate students in the fall of this year. Mm-hmm. If all goes well, we can do that. And um, you know, fingers crossed, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to introduce a course to undergrad for reasons. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because for me, I helped build out like Tampa Bit Devs a little bit before I had left. And one of their initiatives now that we talked about a lot was reaching middle schoolers and high schoolers and even local community colleges. Uh, the Tampa area has uh, University of Tampa, USF, and I think two or three community colleges. And the biggest thing, again, is um, Ben, who, uh, who leads it there. His idea was 
we started a community project. The idea was get like a wallet, something very simple, and just get people to start understanding how you know Git works, understanding project management, understanding kind of just like how Bitcoin interacts. Um, you know, aside from what they may think how it interacts. And so one of the things that is on their roadmap is really kind of just educate younger population because younger kids, although more tech savvy than the parents, still probably have no guidance from the parents on Bitcoin because even I still don't understand Bitcoin as much as I like to say I do, right? I'm always humbled by it. So it's just one of those things really kind of get in early and um, help again create a new generation of people who are at least Bitcoin ethos thinkers, right? Doesn't mean you have to be a Bitcoin maxi. I would love that, um, but this is one of the things where maybe it helps permeate culture. So, big, big uh, dreams. It's a simpleton mindset, but you got to start somewhere. It's kind of the whole thought process. But yeah. I love you guys, by the way. Like, thank you for letting me come on. This yeah, is great. You. Yeah. What did I? Oh, did I? Important and uh, changing notes here. <laughs> Officially announcing tonight. I'm gonna post the graphic on Twitter in a minute. 100K challenge, open <laughs> to anyone. Come uh, beat me in a best of three in Smash Ultimate. You don't have to put up any sats. First person to beat me in a best of three gets 100K sats. So that's an open challenge. I'll take it. Until the free roll. Say what? It's a it's a free roll. That's right. Yep. You just got to beat me. Best of three, tournament stages, no items. The worst character in the game, DK. Do I have what? I don't know. Logan? Okay. No. Get, get rug pulled. I've literally seen him be beat. That's true. You want to challenge me? No, I don't. I don't play video games. I don't. Yeah, Logan's getting close. Really? He's not here tonight, but I'm trying to build... Trying to build up, uh, you know, a good defense for when Ben Carmen comes around, because I think he's the real threat. If anybody, if anybody finds a Super Nintendo system with uh, the Tetris Doctor Mario game, I will, I will throw the same challenge anytime for Tetris, because I, I can't be beaten. I will throw the same challenge if anyone can type faster than me. Oh, okay. Not me. I still don't know how to type. I, I, so, like, every time somebody asks me, like, my technical background, I always just say, like, I type my emails like this, like, staring at the keyboard. Uh, I honestly, most of the time, I hate computers. It's just weird because I work at the very cutting edge of the technological world. But, uh, yeah, you can keep it. I don't, I don't know how to type. I, don't, I, like, sometimes don't know how to, like, close and open tabs. I, I literally have to ask questions constantly. Thank God I'm surrounded by people more intelligent than myself. No, it's not my skill set. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to beat you in a typing thing anytime soon. Where are we at? We're at but yeah. 540. Lightning Cats. I don't know. I don't like this. You did? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it cool? What is it? So it's like a... It's like a website where you go, and there's cats there, but you pay a lightning to feed them. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so like, yeah. Right I think it was this way. So, be, yeah, should be that one. So, it is like polio feed, only you can't overfeed them. Okay. Yeah, there yeah. There are limits. Mm. So here, so that's boring. Oh, you can't overfeed them? No. Oh, okay, let me scan it. Oh, dude, you know what else? I forgot to so push this out a bit, but... And then it should, it should, uh, so right now I just got paid. So you'll see it fall off right there. You'll see the, the 
Okay. I don't know what we're. Is this like all viewable on the stream right now? Okay, because I was like, we I just, don't know. We just can't. We're see in it. the dark. I got yeah. it. The YouTube is uh, lagging. Wait, are they real cats? I have no. I have yeah, no idea what's happening. Cats. And then the stream within the stream here is this. Yeah. Anyway, just keep it Ours up. Keep it up. Is this like the uh, thing that that was like existed but, in the past well, where you could like spend lightning and like oh, feed right, chickens? Interesting. Man, it's the bear. I can't even feed my own cats. Come on. Dude, so I, um, I, we have a friend, David, who I haven't seen in a real long while, but he actually messaged me today about Satlantis. Find it on Twitter. Satlantis. Yo, just went live with the game I've been working on. Would appreciate any engagement on Twitter. But it's, uh, let me click through it. It says... Mine sats, build a citadel, and slay the central bank zombies in Minecraft. Introducing Satlantis. First of its kind, in-game, proof-of-work system. Um, Bitcoin company for sponsoring the prize pool. Be sure to check out their virtual storefront in the game. And yes, that does mean you can now get Uber Eats delivered just from playing Minecraft. So, I, This dude is in Austin, right? Yeah. Okay, I met him. Yeah, we are talking about all this Minecraft stuff. That's crazy. I don't know how it works though. But I don't it's know like how it works it's either, not... but I mean he just sent me a tweet today asking me to share it and I kind of forgot to actually share it, but I'll do that after the episode. So now I'll share it on on uh, PBS if you guys are out there. Satlantis, like Atlantis but with uh, an S. Satlantis. It's on Twitter. I don't know. Okay, you found it like on an actual website? Yeah. Cool. I got a tweet from a Discord and uh, Twitter so I didn't actually know there was a website, but yeah, there it is. Play play.satlantis.net. Oh, .net. It's like Minecraft and somehow Bitcoin's been worked in and apparently the Bitcoin company's storefront has been worked in. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it crashed. We're probably trying to take on a lot for a live stream. But folks, anyways, if you're out there, you like playing games, you like earning stats, we got some friends in Austin doing cool shit in the bear market. You want to do a live demo of whatever you're working on? This, it's a good platform for like whatever you're working on to come and die. So you know, you want to share it. Ah, we'll we'll come back to it next time. Yeah. The, the website is <laughs> just live, come tell the world about we'll it. We'll give you another week. Yeah, word form. I just space. meant you want to put it out there to the world, but yeah. you don't have to. You got Satsby. Let's talk about Satsby. Oh, that's right. We did uh, fail to go live for the first, what, like three minutes of the show? Don't bill me Sats for that three Southwest, minutes, Logan. March 17th. There will be and? a startup day. There will be a hackathon with prizes posted at satsx.dev. You can find all the details. That's true. We'll wow. be here. We Check out the sick animations. We do yeah. have cool animators in our studio right yeah, now. Yeah, we're made by shadowy designers. Super shadowy, shadowy, yeah, super, shadowy designers. super designers. That's yeah. what we have a few of those here. Uh, no, I'm really excited about it. I think last year we launched Satsby with the kind of vision. Originally, Satsby was just kind of like a website where we were hoping any Bitcoin companies in Austin would just like send us events they were doing during South by Southwest because South by Southwest was kind of just ignoring Bitcoin. Uh, so we figured, why not just have a completely separate track for just Bitcoin? And 
we hosted a website where people could send us info. No one did, but we still had a bunch of really cool events. It was like the Sats by Hackathon and the Bitcoin Takeover that the guys do over at the Commons. It looks like there's going to be several events going on during the course of the whole week again during South by. So if you're a Bitcoiner, if you're thinking about coming to Austin during South by Southwest, uh, maybe save your money on the Fiat Festival and just join us at the Bitcoin Festival where we'll kind of try to do some stuff like launching uh, Bitcoin companies into the ecosystem like uh, South by used to do when the days of like Twitter and whatever else got launched at South by. Sure. What kind of fun stuff can we do? So I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to do like, uh, we're going to do like a dinner event slash kind of like party potentially. Um, we will have builders day, which is also not necessarily technically oriented. It is founder oriented. Like the whole idea of builder day leading up to the hackathon is an afternoon with a couple of presentations and panels by some people in the space you've probably heard of, uh, where we'll just be kind of talking about the early stages through the kind of later stages of building startup companies and some of the struggles and challenges and kind of successes of founders who have been doing this in the space for a while uh, to kind of give those who may be entrepreneurially inclined some insight into how it all works. Um, I, the thing is, is during an event like South by Southwest with everything they're doing at the Commons, everything we're doing at Pleb Lab, what tends to happen around like week long events like that is that it spawns into all kind of like spinoff events. There will be evenings at Shiner's Rooftop Bar. I'm sure there will probably be a, a group of us that ends up over at the Tipsy Alchemist, like all kinds of different kind of last minute just click gatherings take place all over the place. So. We're not in uh, quite the bull market we were last year at SatsBuy, so I don't know how many people will be gathering for like fancy dinners at Three Forks, but um, yeah, I'm I'm certain it's going to be a great time. I 100% agree with that. It's like if you're if you're looking for like a good period of time to consider visiting Austin, the weather's great. It's going to be like trending towards almost being too hot to like want to visit, like. You get to April and it's like 90 degrees every day here. So March is like kind of the tail end of like the best weather in Austin. There's a huge festival going on, which is kind of fiat, but tons of Bitcoin events. And then the Commons is going to do the Bitcoin takeover, so we'll have all the heavy hitters there. So it's going to be a week to come. Yeah, yeah. March 17, 18, 19. If you're... Uh, what else is happening at the Commons? They're doing that Bitcoin takeover Can we get another Plebcrafts there for the non-technical people, maybe? Hey, Plebcrafts was a hit. I don't see why not. All right. We'll squeeze yeah. it in there. Let's get a repeat. I, we'll I want to squeeze it in there into again. Builder's Day somewhere. Like, it can, I mean, I don't see why we couldn't be doing some Plebcrafts in the backyard and get a little karaoke going and make some... What, what are we doing for Plebcrafts? You bring me the idea and I'll make it happen. Make zines. Zines? All right. That seems like a bigger project than... Uh, afternoon thing but you show me how it works and we'll make it happen all right that's it we got anything else we don't have any final announcements for sponsorship hello my friend a little late but good to see you we will be here for a few minutes after i'm sure um voltage re-up
anybody else, if you're out there, we're looking for sponsors for PBS this season. So uh, the plebs are hungry, man. The pizza ain't free. <laughs> uh, that's it, folks. Thanks for coming. Later.